Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome to Musical Theater, a discussion of all things musical and theatrical. And now, your host, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. Welcome to all of you to Musical Semicolon Theater. This is a brand new podcastual endeavor by me, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. Now, to the uninitiated, who am I, you ask? Well, let me give you a few highlights from my CV. Curriculum Vitae, Latin. <clears throat> Jesus Christ Superstar? Does that ring any bells? How about, mm, I don't know, cats? All right. Assuming the applause has died down. Joseph and the amazing technical dream coat. Mm-hmm, that's me as well. Phantom of the Opera! Are you scared? <laughs> and, of course, Starlight Express. Thank you. Now, what this is intended to be is a, a, a podding cast that is all about uh, musical theater. We will talk about music we will talk about the theater. We will talk about musical theater. That is why the semicolon is in the title, do you see? Because we're not just exclusively going to talk about musical theater, which I, I, many people, I'm sure, they thought, uh, 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 Lord Webber, that's all you can talk about. Well, that's not true. Because, don't forget, Jesus Christ Superstar was a rock and roll musical, meaning I must have some knowledge of other musical Genres. Forgive my overly uh, francophiled pronunciation. And so, what we are going to discuss is all things musical, theater, and musical theater. And I have a guest. This is uh, very exciting. This young man, uh, I only recently met him. You see, at the time of this recording, we are doing out-of-town previews of my adaptation of the hit film. Was it a hit film? I think it was a hit film. It, it was, did well. It did all right. School of Rock, starring Jacobo Blackabo. And so this fellow, this young man, I plucked him from nowhere. We met in a Subway sandwich shop. We were both ordering the same foot-long submarine sandwich. The BMT extra lettuce. <laughs> That's right. I like the crunch, you see. You can't get... <laughs> 
iceberg lettuce like that Shredded in England. Ice cold lettuce. I love it. I love, love it. it. I love that the bread is full of air. I feel as if I'm eating a cloud. A cloud with mayo and salted. Assorted turkey Like everything is turkey At Subway That's what they don't tell you That's right All of the meats are turkey That's how they keep the, the fat and carbs low Turk Pepperoni Turkey Salami Turkey Ham Turkey 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 is the most versatile meat You can You could uh, Transform it into any form Oh yeah Turkey's the typo of meat <laughs> The universal donor the uni Yeah you know Put turkey on anything Oh now We've gotten Way off track Hey, I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm new to this. Of course, yeah, usually I, just quiet behind the scenes. Yeah. As am I, my friend. His name, of course, is Gino Lombardo. Oh, thank you, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. Now, thank Gino, you. how old a man are you? You're a young man. I'm a young man, yeah, yeah, I'm 27. Yes. Still yeah. in college. Still in college, Attending taking it university. slow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Nassau Community College, NC Squared, as we call it. Oh, I, I say university in the way that we say it in England, meaning like higher a, education. Like holiday is vacation. Exactly. Yes. Why, yes. you've done your homework. I love some of the some of the British shit I just loved. Some of the British shit you you just love. I love the term stag party. Sounds better than bachelor party. <laughs> they uh, used to have that here, though, as well. Yeah. They used to have... It was, it was any sort of party uh, for, uh, to which women were not invited was a stag party. Yeah, and then a stag film was like a porno. Yes. They yeah. also, also called it a smoker. A smoker? Yes. Now, that I didn't know, because that I would be confused. You know what else can go in a smoker? What's that? A turkey. You can put a turkey in a smoker, which is a type of cooking apparatus. Now, Gino... Your experience with musical theater... Zero. Zero. More I was going to say very limited, but... It's almost zero. Perfectly limited. Uh, in high school, I did the talent show, and I sang She's a Brick, and um, that's about the extent of musical or theater experience I have. What is that song? Is that the Commodore's Brick House, am I thinking of? Uh, no, it, I think it's Eve Six, She's a Brick, and I'm She's Drowning Slowly. Oh, I see. She's a brick and I'm drowning. That'll do. That'll yeah, do. You sure? Thank you, yes. I could do it. Rest your voice. Oh, save it. Save it for direction. Now, had you ever directed anything before? I do a little behind-the-scenes directing with Ackerman over at uh, whatever his radio show, the drive-time thing he does is called. Uh, Comedy, Comedy Bang, Bang, Bang. Bang. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, use, I do a little behind-the-scenes stuff there. I give him some notes on his delivery and mm. stuff, and I'm like, uh, maybe call out more people, you know, demand details uh, from all your guests and stuff like that. How are those notes received? Um, they sort of bounce off, but they're more just suggestions. You know, he could do whatever he wants with them. I don't, I don't give a fuck, you know. Like, no, you certainly do not. <laughs> I do now, not. What, what the listener must know is that in my approach to this musical, in order for me to see it as the audience truly would see it, I gave you complete creative control of the direction. Yeah, you gave me the Louis deal of a... <laughs> That's give me right. the Louis deal for it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And you you asked me, will I be editing the show on my laptop? And I said, no, it's a live performance. That's where the big miscommunique was between the two of us. It, it was a miscommunique. I thought you might like that Francophile pronunciation. I did. did, did. I consider myself a big Francophile as well for a long time. I'm, into the, I'm into the short uh, uh, Latino bodybuilder, Franco Colombo. <laughs> Who is uh, classically good friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was a Mr. Universe many years running. Oh, yeah. God love Franco. I feel as if I recall seeing Franco Colombo blow up a hot water bottle. That was one of his big things. You know, that is funny that that's the detail. That was one of the big things. And he moved the Volkswagen bug to, so he could park better. 
Like he was he, driving a VW Bug. Yes. And he couldn't parallel park it, so he got out, like picked up the rear end and just walked it into the spot. Was this an ad for Volkswagen? It, in hindsight, it may have been that or like, uh, you know, America's Funniest Home Video or something like that. Well, kudos to you, the Volkswagen Corporation. For your very clever viral marketing. Oh, da, da, da. Oh, yes. Uh, now, music. Yes. There ah, we go. The name of that uh, musical combination was... Da. Do, you re- do you recall? Um, no, I don't. Is it- Nor do I. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of music. Is that what you're saying? That is the... Exactly. That- we both know what we're talking about without knowing a name. Do you know, Safat, that is exactly what I'm saying. It is the power of music. That we can both recall that song from that advertisement, but have no idea the name of the musical combination that performed it. Wh- oh, it, I, or the title, unless it's called Da Da Da. But it, I, I mean, it must be. It, it must be. It, if it's not, that's a you know, that's that's sort of like um, what's that hour. called? Uh, whiskey and rye, um, American Pie. That's not the real name of the song, right? The day the music died. But like that's come oh, on. Oh yes, that's, that's true. Why is it called American Pie? Yeah. Why? I, my thing is call every song by what you're putting in the parentheses. Don't give me no fucking parentheses. Just make that the title. Do you feel me on that? I well now th- now we come to a bit of a sticky wicket because of course in musical theater, uh, my my genre, uh, there are several songs that will have uh, titles. The titles are, are generally very straightforward, right? Because because you got it. Because you yes. got to have that set list that reads normal. Oklahoma. What is it about? Do you think? Um, the state of Oklahoma. That's exactly correct. And so the Ooh, title of the song is Oklahoma. <laughs> The title of the song is Oklahoma. Perfect. Sometimes there are parentheses because we have in musical theater a thing called a reprise. Do you know what that is, Jim? Is that a break? Is that what everyone, all right, let's take five and have a quick reprise. No. That's okay. a, that, that would be a respite. Respite. That's yes. what I'm thinking of. A reprise is when uh, you, you run do out it of, again. You do it again. You've run out of ideas. Reprise you say, it. Why don't I? Yes. You, you prease it, it once. <laughs> Then you reprise it. So is th- we're s- all right, we're done with the prison. Let's hit the reprise. Yes. The reason for the reprison is we need to fill time. Tis the season to be reprison, baby. Do you know, this is why I'm so taken with you because you have a, you have a wonderful attitude and you love to, you love a word play. You love, you love to play. You lay, you're very playful. You're very playful. I've got, a lot of people say I have the mind of a child, but I think they mean it as a compliment. Now, have doctors told you this? Uh, doctors have told, not me, but they've whispered something to my parents yes. that eventually lead them to tell me I need to get my shit together a little bit more and stuff like that. That sounds very unprofessional. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know what the, I'm sure they're oh, paraphrasing the doctor. Not a direct quote. Not a, I'm, no, a direct quote from my mother, but not a direct quote from the doctor. Yes. You know, let me ask you, musically, mm-hmm. what is your favorite genre? Billy Joel. B- the genre of Billy Joe. Because this guy, he does it all. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like saying, you can't say a comic book movie is a genre anymore because when you got a Daredevil, which is a noir, and a Thor, which is a sci-fi, you know, those are different genres. So comic book, so for me, Billy Joel, he does ballads, he does rock, he does soft rock, he does medium rock, he does sort of hard rock, he does River of Dreams, whatever the fuck you want to call that. Doo-wop. Doo-wop? Jeez, the guy is a fucking drifter's ripoff from the get-go. Self, self-proclaimed. 
Oh, he, he has said himself, I am a ripoff of the Drifters. He has said, you know, as everyone knows, Channel 18 for Sirius for a little while was exclusively Billy Joel Network. So I've been listening to a lot of interviews as everyone with knows. the man himself. And he talks a lot about, like, I was pretty much trying to make a Drifters song here. I was pretty much trying to make a, you know. And that's what I like about him. He's so blue collar and so openly talentless, like, in the way he talks about himself. That's baller. Talentless in the way you mean artless? He just, he's very direct. Yeah, he's very, he's like a work. He's like, yeah, I tried to make a song on piano. People seem to like it. I don't know. It's bullshit to me. Now, do you feel as if he is being uh, 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 disingenuous? As if he knows the success that he has? I, he, I mean, he has to. The dude fucking pulled Christine Brinkley for years and he looks the way he does. You needn't be so formal. You may call her Christy Brinkley. Oh, do, do, I like to, you know, for me, I never got a chance to meet her. So to me, she'll always be Christine Brinkley. You're, you're, you are polite to a fault, young man. That's now, Christy Brinkley, huh? That's the chick from National Lampoon's, huh? Uh, Christmas National vacation. Lampoon's uh, Vacation Prime. Ooh. She may have appeared in the Christmas installment of the vacation film. Or is, when he's hallucinating while he's driving, it's, she's in a convertible. That's... That's Chris, that's Vacation Prime. Was it an hallucination or was he seeing her all oh. over the place? But here, I, I say this. Uh, 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 there was a film, uh, American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. Which I think Star was, Wars. The, I believe that was the sequel to American Graffito. Yes, yes. yes. American Graffito. Uh, and, and a graffito in America, I believe it was the first title. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, the story of a, of, of a mouse who uh, comes to Ellis Island. His name is changed. From Fievel to Graffito. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> to make it even more ethnic sounding. Because that's that's how you got a job. If you were just a normal, like, so we couldn't tell what you were when you got here. Yes. If you, were, if you were hardcore Italian, you can scoop yourself down to Little Italy and get yourself a gig. Yeah. People were assigned, uh, to the best of my knowledge of your American history, people were assigned at Ellis Island an ethnicity and a job. And yes. of course, the, your, your ethnicity determined the, the work that you would perform. Yeah. Uh, Italian. Tin knocker, okay. Irish barback, you know. The the Chinaman became Ch- Chinaman railroad builder, railroad builder, yes. martial arts instructor, back walker, duck hanger, duck hang. D- d- although this is a little known thing, I'm pretty sure that while the Chinese ran those shops, mm. uh, people like uh, came in and hung the ducks for them. Oh, is that so- <laughs> who would have who would have hung the ducks? It's a hyper specific occupation, but I think some people had it back in the day. What ethnicity? That's where the term hanging duck comes from. Oh, is that where? I've oh, I've often wondered, why do we say this? Yeah, I don't, and I don't, I, I know where the term comes from, but I don't know what it means to use in any context now. That's the confusing Nor do part. I. Yeah, yeah. But when you hear someone say, yeah, these two guys were hanging duck last night, you know, where at least where it comes from, <laughs> but you don't know what they're referring to now. And we never will. It's a weird w- version of etymology to know where a word comes from, but not know its actual definition. Now, see, here we are, two gentlemen, both speaking English, but different versions. Of oh, it. yeah. I mean, I got people in America who say I don't speak the same English as they do. What, how, what, what would you classify your version of English to be? A lot of people say I got what's considered a Northeastern accent. And so for some people, Northeast. I don't hear it. Yeah, well, see, that's good. Because you know what? That's true. Because if some Cockney dude or some Brighton bro or some fucking uh, Leeds lad came in here, I wouldn't be able to tell where they <laughs> were chi- from. A Chiswick chap. A Chiswick chap. 
uh, if one of those motherfuckers come in here and start spouting off, oi, it's the fucking dawn of the new age. Oh, I don't know why you're uh, screaming that. That's Gito, terrifying. Judo, please, I, never I again. I apologize. So, uh, if, it's it's all right. There's, if there's one thing I despise, it's Americans doing English accents. Now, I fuck, and, and British people doing American accents, at least in movies, fantastic. Always. As long as it's perfection. Completely non-regional. If they're just doing yes. general American voice, they got to figure it out. Exactly. But the second they got to do something that's a little specific, I start to sniff a little uh, mistakes in there. Like, right? like a, a, a Boston accent. Yes. Listening to a, Brit a British guy trying to do a Boston accent loses a little bit of the fun. Hey, I parked my car and have it yard, motherfucker. Ooh, that's very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Boston's pretty similar to, uh, to Long Island because we're so close to each other. We say Boston, they say Boston. Uh, America confuses me because it's such a vast country, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. But everyone is exactly the same. What's the point of having such a big country? Well, we oh. have a little country and we have uh, all these different types of people. We have people like me and then there's people uh, the working class. Well, that's because th that's funny you say that because that's how it is in almost every country. But when you're I within see. it, you can tell all the difference. Like, for example, we just say African-American in reference to a black guy. But in Africa, there's like 50 countries. <laughs> it's, like, it's true. That's like It's very true. Yeah, that's like saying, oh, he's North American. It's like, well, you could be Mexican, Canadian, or from fucking Wichita. Ooh. And for you, you know, you got your all, all your little assorted little areas there. Someone could say he's British or he's from the UK. That's like 12 countries. You isn't, know? isn't Mexico part of Central America? Oh, no, it's North America. <laughs> is, is it? North America is three countries. Mexico, America, and Canada. I'm not, I'm not I'm entirely pretty sure. You're and, pretty sure? And then Central America is all the islands in between America and South America. Such as? Well, see, look, put it this way. North America? Yes. South America? So now, now what, what, what would for, you, for the listener, Gino is motioning with his hands <laughs> and as, if he's, as if he's placing something upon a shelf. And so the highest shelf is North America. Lowest shelf, South, South America. America. There's a middle shelf. empty shelf. Middle empty shelf. And that's just filled with islands. Uh, all islands. And the, that's the Central American islands. We got your Panamas, your <laughs> Cubas, you know, your uh, Puerto Rico. Although some say that's a commonwealth of uh, North America, but blah, 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 Central America. Well, I must get a refund on that globe because this is all enlightening news. Dude, globes, <laughs> those those things have unlimited warranties. Yes. Every bring, globe? You can bring, I brought my globe, you know, I had a pre-USSR, I had a pre-USSR uh, globe. You bring it back in, they'll fix it up for you, they'll draw in the lines So and before the Soviet Union. I, it's an old globe. So it's a globe, a globe that- It's re Pangea. Reflects the, oh, that's very old. So it's just everything on one side. Yes. So the I rest of it is it, water. The point, that, the fact that it's a globe is a waste of time because there's so that much- be, Certainly. Where are we? Well, everything <laughs> is here. Well, why has it got to spin around? Well, in case you want to see the water, you know. What if, I say, what if it's a globe that would only be used by fish? Interesting. But then they would need to know, oh, that's where all the land is. Well, I guess if, if it's Pangea and you're a fish trying to figure out where the land is, technically mm. you can go in any direction and almost hit it, always hit it? Well, sir, yes, but... Uh, it, it is good to know, oh, if I'm going to swim around the globe, I, I will have to take a detour at some point around here. Yeah, you're not going to want to hit Pangea. Yes. I'm so going so to Pangea swim is here. Right, yes. <laughs> Pangea is here. Yes. And the water is here. Exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So the Pangea is on the middle shelf. The exterior circular shelves are the water. 
To keep the shelf analogy going. It's tough, it's tough with the, using the shelf system when discussing the pre, uh, the post, uh, no. Pre-USSR. What, what is the world called after Pangaea? We, we call it the seven continents. Is that I correct? Guess we so. Say, so. So pre-seven continents, it's very, it's Earth tricky. Earth as we know it. Earth as we know it. I love adding as we know it to anything. It makes it sound so intense. It's very mysterious. It makes anything. It's changed theater as we know it. Uh, ooh, Gino, you've brought it back around just in time for us to take a very quick break for a commercial that presumably will be placed in later. I'm imagining we'll have sponsors. That would be delightful. Yes, perhaps uh, perhaps very uh, high-class sponsorships Ooh. from uh, top hat companies or uh, monocle uh, uh, or, uh, boutiques. Or uh, lacrosse stick stringing companies. That do like super like specific lacrosse stringings for like shooting or goalies and stuff like that. Yes, I suppose. I I suppose it's, a, it's an elegant sport uh, after a fashion, as we know it. I have to consider now: Do I want to allow lacrosse stringing companies to advertise on this podcast? That's not for the listener to hear. That's where you can discuss this We'll later. sort that out later. When we get back, we'll talk about either music or theater or musical theater. We're going to talk about all three. When we return, we will talk about our experience together with School of Rock on the road. Jackamo, Blackamo. When we return. <laughs> Very true, Gino. I know, you can't buy them anywhere anymore. Welcome back to Musical Semicolon Theatre. I am your host, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, and my guest is Gino Lombardo. Gino, you directed the out-of-town previews of my musical, School of Rock. Yeah, you wanted to do some out uh, out on the island, out east on the island, so we rented the uh, Copeg uh, Music Fair, little right. theater yes. venue there, and I yes. did a couple of shows there, and then you said, hey, let's go full yes. out of town and we, way further from Broadway. We went to uh, our first big proper production was at the Cape Cod Melody Tent. Oh, so that was a great time. A lot of people say that Boston's full of mass holes, but when you get out on Cape Cod, that's like just fucking being out on the island, man. It's, exactly. Oh, it's beautiful. Exactly. Out there. It's wonderful uh, seaside air uh, uh, over the whole proceedings, and everyone uh, just seems so uh, love, wonderfully maritime. I, I enjoyed my very white. Very, very white. Very white. It yeah. must be said. Very white. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, hey, not a complaint. Not a compliment. Just something I noticed while I was it's there. It's merely an observation. Now, I did hope that. The, the crowd would be somewhat more diverse because rock and roll is a very diverse music. Uh, we stole it from the blacks, so they're allowed to come enjoy it, you know? It's the least we could do. <laughs> the least we it's could do. It's the least and we, we And when we're saying we, we're saying the royal we, you and I, no, no, neither did we create rock and roll music nor steal it from anyone. Certainly not. I, I, I certainly, when I uh, wrote Jesus Christ Superstar, with Tim Rice. I certainly was not stealing a musical genre. It was already stolen. It's 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 there. It's like it's 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 much like uh, uh, everyone you know in America in England uh, we we have well uh, our empire shrunk uh, quite a great deal. But uh, you know how you stole uh, all of your country from uh, the Native Americans. Yes, yes. But again, I I was neither there. No, nor, yeah. certainly not. I'm not I'm indicting completely you completely as a white cis. Male, I am completely reaping the benefits. But yes, 
Is I it? did not do it. It's yeah. nice to go to Hawaii. You don't have to uh, worry about your phone not working. You don't have to exchange your money. It's a beautiful paradise. It was stolen from the indigenous peoples, but it's here now. We Why were on, we, at it? that point. We were on. We were on a fucking tear. We had taken. <laughs> You know, we gave, we took Texas, we took all kinds of shit. At that point, it's like, well, let's get this island. Exactly. Hey, uh, we'll take Alaska too. We know you guys don't give a fuck who lives here. Yeah. That one seems very curious to me. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like Hawaii makes sense. We're talking topless chicks. We're talking surfboards. <laughs> we're talking pineapples. Yes. Poke. Yes. Um, big fucking thick necked like uh, islander dudes. That's the right. best kind of guys. And then. We take that, and it's like, oh, also, how about fucking whale blubber snow and no chicks, a.k.a. Alaska, a.k.a. A.K. Wait, that's Arkansas. <laughs> What's the abbreviation for Alaska? I mean, I, I know it's, you- I believe it's A-L. A-L, that makes sense. Well, that know, could be Alabama. I'd- oh, This is not a question right. for you as- But I want to crack this, and here's why, because I pride myself- on returning all of my fan mail, whenever whenever anyone anyone sends me a letter of, of thanks, of admiration, I will compose a handwritten reply. Oh, you said returning mail? I thought you meant you just give them back the letter. Like, right, return to sender and just send it back. I was like, that's not something to brag about. But you reply. That, I think, would be a very, a very small and cruel policy yeah. to just return the fan mail unopened. Especially to brag about it. That would be the hard part. Yeah. Now this all makes yeah. way more sense. To, to say in an interview, <laughs> I pride myself on doing this. No, I, I. You write all these motherfuckers back by hand. I do, but I do not address the envelopes myself. Oh yeah, that that's fair. So it's, that's it fair. is it is rather difficult to keep the the abbreviations of the states in my in my mind. Uh, but uh, but I do want to crack this. Uh, Arizona, A Z. Love uh, it. That uh, makes sense. Alabama. Would that be A L? Would it be? Uh, A-B? Well, here's the thing. We we got to crack Arkansas. Is that A S or A K? I believe that is A-K. So then that makes me think Alaska is A-S, and then Alabama is A-L. Hmm. 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 They should abbreviate Alabama with apostrophe B-A-M-A. It should be Bama. Bama! You should be able to say, send it. Yeah, you should be able to send it to Bama, baby. That's delightful. Would you include baby in the the address? You can't say Bama and not follow it up with a baby. (laughs) Too true. It's so hard for me not to end every sentence with baby. (laughs) Now, Gino... When we put the show up at the Cape Cod Melody Tent, it was not without its, um, how shall I say this, mishaps, uh, goofs, uh, uh, blunders, blunders, foul ups, bleeps, bloops, bloops, bloopers. Uh, gag reel. There was a gag reel. I pride myself on being the only. Broadway composer who puts together a gag a reel, scripted gag at reel. the end of every run. Now, Cats ran for decades. Uh, eventually, those people were allowed to see the gag reel. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't show it until the very end of the run. That makes sense because then people are going to start stealing from it because they know yes. it's a cheap laugh. And what a shame! What I never a- saw Cats on Broadway. I grew up forty minutes from the city, and you, I never saw Cats. You know. I saw Grease four times, Good Vibrations twice, and I saw Moving Out uh, countless 40, times, 40, 50 times. <laughs> what was Good Vibrations? A Beach Boys, Beach Boys jukebox, jukebox musical. Now let me. That t- one was god awful, and I I don't really. 
you know, musical theater is new to me. And I think that's yes. part of the reason why you wanted to work with me is because I had an outside eye. Fresh eyes. Gino, let me ask you, what do you think Cats is about? Um, is it about um, like a viral video company? Like a BuzzFeed or something? I, I will say, I will say, I, I'll allow you another guess, but this predates the idea of viral videos. Okay. It, it opened many, many years ago. Before you, the internet? Even? Before you were even born, Gino. Can oh, you imagine? I couldn't even imagine a world without me in it, but that's because I'm a monster narcissist, according to what my doctor whispered into my mother's ear. You really can't imagine a world without you in it. So It's, it's hard when you think of history. Things you've heard about. I'm history. always kind of just off to the side. When Archduke Franz Ferdinand takes a yes. bullet to the head, I'm like, hey, watch you out. I'm eating falafel here. You picture yourself there, and for some reason you're eating ethnic foods. I'm always eating whatever the food of the day was, or food of the time. You know what I mean? Oh, so. So I'm in Texas. I'm eating a big brisket sandwich. I'm, I'm standing. Oh, look, this is a nice little book depository. I'll hang out over here. Hey, there's a rustling. Oh, shit. I heard a loud, you know, and I'm just sitting there, spill a brisket out. What do you suppose the rustling was? I think the rustling was, uh, you know, whoever the marionettes behind fucking Lee Harvey Oswald were getting them into place. The, the, the brainwashed. The yeah. puppet masters. The puppet masters. Yes. The, the patsy. The patsers. If he's the patsy. Yeah, he's the patsy. They're the patsers. It only stands That's to make sense. The dog hangers. Uh, now, uh, so cats, uh, you know, knowing that it predates viral videos, the internet. Okay. Oof. What do you suppose it's about? Um, an ongoing battle between cats and dogs told from the cat's POV. Ooh, I see. Dogs a, are the bad guys. That is oh, rather good. is it a Holocaust allegory? Dogs are the Nazis and cats are the Jews? It's, that's also good. It's, it's not. It's not. It's, 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 it's Oh, it's, are oh, the cats the Nazis no, and mice no, I, are the Jews? I, I, and you did it from the point of view of the good guys. Put, being put the Holocaust out of your mind. I know we say never forget. But for just a moment. God, if I, if I had a, a nickel moment. every time someone tells me to put the Holocaust out of my mind for just a second. <laughs> the, 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 the work is an adaptation of a book of poems by T.S. Eliot. Oh, where Old, the sidewalk ends. No, not that one. Oh, okay. Old Possum's Book of Practical Cads. I'm sorry, what was the last word? Cats? Cads. Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats? Yes, and so each... Perm is about a different type of cat. Oh. It's Rum Tum Tugger. He's a very naughty fellow. That he's, name sounds familiar. He's a rascal. That name sounds familiar? Rum Tum Tugger? Why does that sound familiar? You, is it? Because I'm, I'm not a Broadway guy, but I'm in touch with pop culture. Oh, certainly. So I heard Rum Tum Tugger at some certainly. point. Certainly. And, you know, I do this com I do that. I do Scott's Comedy Bang Bang Show. That's where I first met, uh, first met you. Indeed. Well, and... That fucking guy brings up musicals every split second he can. He does. Uh, it, so that's. I think I learned a lot about musicals just from that. It's the one uh, quality of his that I do admire and appreciate. It's the one of him that I just can't wrap my head around. Oh, isn't that funny? We're, we're opposites in that way. We're opposites in a lot of ways. We're the yin and yangs in this whole fucking thing. I think that's what made the production such a success. And of course, at, 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 after, after a certain period, I did have to fire you as the director. And that makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. But I'm just in there to start stirring shit up. Yes, which you did admirably. But then, of course, you outlived your usefulness. More on that later. Now, um, uh, Cats is uh, a bunch of different cats. Ram Tab Taka, Grizabella, who's a you know, glamopus. Um, and each of them have a song where they explain who they are. I'm this one. I'm that one. I'm the other one. And they, do they ever meet each other? 
Oh, yes, they they do. They, <laughs> oh, is everyone they do just, beat each other. No, but everyone gets a moment to the spotlight, don't you see? That's fun. They kind of set themselves up. Exactly, exactly. Hey, I'm Gino. I'm the intern. Hey, I'm Lord Andrew White Webber. You get it. Here's exactly. our show. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Uh, which we should have done on this program. Perhaps we could do it now. You want to each take a chance to do a quick monologue of Yes, exactly. <laughs> Please, you go first. Hi, it's me, Gino Lombardo, Nassau's oldest son, here to talk to you <laughs> about... I'm the oldest son of my mom, so I like to say I'm oh, Nassau's oldest son. I see, I see. Um, and here I am as a son of the island to come talk to you guys about some of my favorite things. Italian Ice, Dwayne Reed, and My Hero Sandwich Shop on Jerusalem Boulevard. The, the, the pharmacy chain, Dwayne Reed? Love Dwayne Reed's. It's where we used to get our lighters. So, because on Long Island, there's a drugstore in every corner, Italian yes. ice on every other corner. That's right. And seven delis per town, and it's the fucking, it's Mecca. Do you, have you ever sampled the Hawaiian delicacy, Hawaii, mentioning it again, um, the Hawaiian delicacy, shave eyes? Oh, yeah. Shave ice is bomb as fuck. It's the same thing as Italian ice, but in a bigger cup. It, well, me. also, there's a secret surprise. Oh, yeah. Sort of ice cream at the bottom. That's the best part. It's kind of like the fun dip stick. Like, yeah, it's fun to eat the fun dip, but I think I would just take a big old stick. The stick is it's a bit sour, isn't it? The idea of the, of the uh, liquor made, is that what we're talking that about? That is what I'm talking you, about. So you have this stick that's made of a sort of candy, mm. but it, it itself is, is, is a bit on the sour side. And so you lick it, and then you stick it into the pouch of flavor crystals. The fun dip, if the you will. The fun dip, if you will, and, yes. and I will, and I believe you will as well. We have. We have done it. Uh, uh, and then you you, will, you would lick the, the flavor crystals, the fun dip, uh, from the stick. But the stick itself, you may I eat. love that bite at the end. Good old bite of stick at the end. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, yeah, shaved ice is delightful, but maybe just take a big, big-ass bowl of ice cream, you know? <laughs> what, have you That's ever, how I feel about cheeseburgers. It's like, yeah, I get it. You got to get through the bread to get to this big piece of meat. But why not just have a big old pile of meat on a table or a plate on that table? What, plate optional. But but then it's not a cheeseburger. Right. Right. And then it's not it's not a shaved ice if you take yes. all the shaved ice out of it. Isn't but, the idea, though, it's all of the flavors coming together. That's what makes it uh, a unique uh, treat. See, for me, it's all about, you know, end justifies me. It's Machiavelli style. Like, I don't, I don't do foreplay. Like, if I'm making love to a woman, I know. <laughs> That's just a, a hard policy. I just I don't do I do it. not do foreplay. I I'm aiming to get to the climax, whatever, however we get there, whatever road we take. For me, it better be an express straight route, no turns. Now, you're a young man, unmarried. Oh, God, yes. yes. I've been married. I'm a bit older than you are, dear chap, and I've been married several times. Let me tell you something. You're to all out. chicks or dudes too? I beg your pardon? Oh, I just don't, because it's hard to tell with British people if you guys are gay or straight. Oh, I see, I see. No, all women, all Whoa. women, yes. A British theater guy who's straight. That's, That's correct. Exciting. Oh, there's more of us than you may imagine. You and Idris Elba. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. Black Bond, baby. Dear, dear old Idris. <laughs> I wish he could sing. I wish he could sing. I'd love to have him in one of my shows. Ah, uh, he if he could sing, he'd be a triple threat. He'd be on my list. But you know, he can't carry a tune in a bucket. And and that's that's a bad thing. It, for my purposes, yes. But the guy's got a fucking body on him, he's got a voice on him. He's a beautiful, he's like a statue come to life. Oh yeah. Walking around in a tweed overcoat on that Luther. String a bell. 
Stringer Bell from The Wire. I caught Luther too. I love I love it. I love it. I watched a couple of British shows before coming on this podcast, so I was like familiar oh, with I any see. slang and stuff. Yeah. What what were some of the shows that you watched? I watched all of The Mighty Boosh, uh, Black Adder, a lot of uh, British comedies. All of these are meaningless <laughs> to me. I have no idea what they are. Now, let me, very quickly, before we get back to, uh, let's see, you, I, will you finish your monologue? <laughs> I, I believe I did. I believe you asked me a question in the middle of it, so I thought we were transitioning into the play part. You got to do your monologue soon. That's true. <laughs> um, if, uh, I, just want to, I just want to tell you and any other young male listeners, foreplay is a wonderful thing. You're only cheating yourself. You may think that the, 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 the finish line, uh, you must race as quickly as possible uh, to break that ribbon. But let me tell you something. If, 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 if there were a race that allowed you to stop and uh, smell the roses by the side of the track, it would be like that. And then you, everyone wins at the end. <laughs> oh, interesting. I, yes. never I never looked at it like that. Are you saying life's a journey, not a destination? I'm just talking about sexual intercourse. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. That there's, there's, a, uh, there's a, a great deal of enjoyable uh, uh, moments leading up to the eventual uh, climax. If I could just push a button in climax, that's what I I would do. And then I found this button. Well, certainly, of course. <laughs> then I found this button. But with, it's called masturbation. No, the male G-spot. <laughs> the male, what? You found the male G-spot? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's real, bro. Where? I was in the shower <laughs> and I didn't have a washcloth. I only had my mom's loofah because I was showering at her house. Certainly. So I was, by the way, that sounds like the show that we were just talking about. It's, if said by Idris Elba. Loofah. Loofah. <laughs> That's correct. That's how they. It's talk. a loofah. Those the the. the working, it's me, loofah. The working class, working class people. You know, it's it's uh, they 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 they're so impoverished that they cannot afford a th sound. It slows them down. It slows them. They down. They got to get from one job to another job. It's, yeah. So I was using a loofah, and my uh, I was sort of on the tail end of it by the string, you know, by the little thing that you hang it from. Certainly. And I was scrubbing, and I was doing the crack, you know, taint to tip, and I got up into the crack, and a finger slipped. And I instantly climaxed, and I've been chasing that high ever since. Oh, I see. So, so you found it, but then you've misplaced it. I've misplaced it, but I, I know it exists. I, I feel like indie. You know, I know that it's out there. Indie, uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones, the archaeologist. The archaeologist. The globe-trotting archaeologist who goes on strictly religious adventures until the last film <laughs> where there were aliens. Yeah, that kind of that kind of hurt me a little bit. That last one because I because loved, there was no religion involved, and that, that's not why it hurt me. But I'm a big Booth fan, and I was a little let down by LaBeouf in that. You know. Not his best work. No, he was pretty much the same guy in that movie as he was in Transformers, which was difficult for me to deal with. Do you with. think he's allowed to be in motion pictures anymore? I feel like he's going to get two stunt casts that people love, and then he's back, baby. Certainly an episode of Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll fucking eat someone's butt on Girls <laughs> for sure. They'll probably go back to that well. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got to. Absolutely. You got to, Todd. They, they got one season left. If I don't out. see one a one more ass eating on that show, I'm not tuning back in. <laughs> right. Now. Her, uh, she, the one who got her ass eaten is the dad who lied about the chopper, right? Yes. Allison Williams. <laughs> you may identify her in that way. 
Um, but also, she's I, fucking mint, dude. I identify her, of course, as Peter Pan because she played Peter Pan and Peter Pan Live. Oh, yeah. I, and did I, you do that? Lev, I did not do that, but I'm all in favor of it, don't you know? I, I do feel that there should be more live theatrical presentations on television. Let's do School of Rock. I mean, I won't direct it, but we could use some of my ideas. Gino, you know? I would love to do School of Rock live on television. You hated the fact that I made them go to all seven periods uh, that we showed all them going to all their normal classes, and it, then in the eighth period was rock class. Yes, it seemed it seemed to pad things out to an extraordinarily absurd degree. And I could see now from where you were in the house. I don't know if you could see that, but from where I was sitting, I could see the audience getting squirmy. They were getting on. Oh, I was. I, I was not listening. I was not looking at the audience at all. Oh, you had. Sunglasses on. What were you doing? Were you asleep? I I had to crash. I had to crash out for a little bit because I was going. I was going to get in line that night for the new Call of Duty at GameStop. So I All right, to get but, a rest. but but the next day when we did notes, you had copious notes, and I wondered why they seemed so contrary to what I had seen. So you were just making up. I what was. You thought I was happened. taking swings in the dark. There, I was like, yeah, I'm I assuming, see. yeah. But I, I'm different now. You know, I don't fuck around like that anymore. So I, I understand. That I, I did a terrible, piss poor job at what you asked me. You to certainly do. did, but it was valuable. It was still very valuable to well, me. Well, sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes you just want to do something the worst possible way, and then yes. you go, all right, let's swing away from that. Let's take this pendulum in the other direction. Yes. Like, that's what I do. Like, if I'm trying to make something in the kitchen, I'm like, all right, let's try this bread and pepper. Eat it. I'm like, this is terrible. We got to figure out something to do here. <laughs> you know, and so then I get away from bread and pepper and I Same. do salt and meat, and that comes out pretty good, but that needs a little, you know, it's complicated. But it's I go through a long procedure of swinging back and forth in the kitchen until I find something right in the middle, like a ham sandwich. Well, our, our styles are not dissimilar. Uh, of course, there is a there is a number of things you have to uh, you have to take a stab at and then see if it works. And if it doesn't work, you take it out. But you won't know until you try. Like I'm sure you had some extra cat monologues in there, and you were like, "This cat's just fucking boring." Heathcliff, oh, Heathcliff, he's your one. There was a song about feline leukemia. That, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That really put a damper on the proceedings. People, that was a that was a showstopper in the bad way. That'll do it. That'll do yes. it. Because that that that's when you start to think real hard about cats, and you don't want to do that. No, you don't. Especially because the the, the they are actors portraying cats. What? Okay. Oh, you were under the impression it was actual cats that were singing. Yeah, I thought it was cats with peanut butter in their mouths, so their mouths are moving, and then people off mic. People off stage on mics doing all the talking. And so it's a that's, musical. So that's they, horses, dear boy. That's horses. Horses. Yes. Horses do this. So cats on stage, peanut butter and mouse. Horses off stage on microphones. No, no, darling. You, you misunderstand. The, the peanut butter method is uh -huh. exclusively for horses. Ah. You, you smear peanut butter on their mouths and then they try to get it off. They don't like it. And it, it appears as if they are, they are uh, trying to form words. Ah, like, uh, like Mr. Ed. The famous television program, Mr. Ed. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. Not Hot to Trot with Bobcat Goldwave. No. No, because the horse the horse does talk in that, all right. But I don't. Uh, did did the did the lips flap or did he just think the words? Oh, I wonder. I don't remember. We got to talk to a peanut butter guy that was working in the movies. Then he would know. <laughs> we sure did need. That's a good idea for a future episode of your podcast. I, I will. A peanut I will butter have a peanut butterist on the program to discuss the best method to make a horse appear <laughs> as if he is speaking the English language. So these are humans. They come out and go, all right, hey, look, I'm Rum Tum Tugger, I'm a cat. Well, Here's my song. It's a bit more 
artful than that, but yes, they are they are painted uh, to resemble uh, felines, and they have whiskers oh. uh, glued to their faces, like Thundercats, They're like humanoid-looking cats. Now this is a cartoon, a cartoon, Panthera, Chitara, you know, uh, those names are meaningless. Lion, but what Tigra? What, what was Snarf? <laughs> Was he, that was he a cat? No, Snarf was like a weird little beast man. He was like a little. I think he was the. It's weird when you, I guess, for a, a writer or a, 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 an artist to come up with what pet humanoid cats would have. Yeah. If cats could walk around and talk, what kind of pet would they have? And in this case, it's like a frumpy dragon dog that says its own name a lot. What was the program? It was, it was an American cartoon where there was a little, uh, playing the little mascot role. It was some sort of floating fellow. It looked like he had a wizard's hat on and, and uh, two, and eyes, two eyes, eyes peering out from blackness. Yes, like he had like a little Jawa look to himself. It's terrifying. Yes, that was He-Man. He, that was He-Man's guy. He I forget man. that fucking dude's name. But, but. He, but he, he, just a, a, a cold void for a face with two eyes peering out. It was weird. It, it was, was haunting. Yeah. It was terrifying because that's one of those things. It's like, I got to see this guy without his hat and robe on. Skeletor at least had a skull as humans do. Yeah. And if you couldn't see Skeletor's skull, you could guess what he would have under there based on his name. Indeed. Yeah. And like then there was Mechaneck. You know, he's got a metal neck. Mechaneck. Mechaneck. Is this... A true thing you are telling me? Yes, he had a power where his like he has like a human periscope. He can like move his head up like a foot higher to see in the distance. That was it. Um, yeah, I think so. Because at least according to the toy, all he did was extend his head like a foot. According to the toy, and that's where I get all my information from. Now, Gino, do you remember in the early previews of School of Rock? Mm-hmm. There was a number you insisted needed to stay in, mm. which was detention. Yes. Now, this was after the music class uh, scene mm-hmm. where we actually finally got to the School of Rock itself. Yes. And so uh, people are finally, oh, this is great. We've, we've witnessed a whole school day. <laughs> Uh, Building and, anticipation. And then now hear these wonderful songs and the children playing the instruments and this and this wonderful. And then you would think that was the end of the show. But you said no. A little Some coda, of the children, an epilogue. A coda, an epilogue, if you will. Some of the children perhaps have, as we have seen in their other classes, they're, they're, they're either acting up or they have not turned their homework in on time. A lot of good setups there. And so they must say, yes, the audience has no idea this is going to lead to something. But of course, at the end... Uh, half the cast ends up in detention where they sit in silence for 45 minutes. Yeah. I thought that was going to be moving. Well, here's the thing. It was supposed to, they were supposed to stay there for a little bit longer, but at this point, it's the next morning and a yoga class needed to get into the tent. Yes. So I had to stop it there because the detention was supposed to be an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, and then I two see. of the kids were going to go to their lockers. And take out some guns, and they were going to come back in, and I was going to have like a real poignant, like school shooting kind of ending to the School of Rock musical. Gino, I I can say now, I'm very glad you did not tell me that. I'm very, very. I didn't even like hearing it now. I I, I barely liked saying it, to be honest. Once I said it, I said, this is a terrible idea. Because it was the thing, it was like, it was in the news, it was zeitgeisty, so I wanted wanted to grab people, you know, and we'd already seen kids play instruments. We're not going to, yeah, okay, great, we get it. Kids got instruments, kids got guns. Obviously the next level of heightening. 
a child with a guitar. Now it's a child with a guitar case with a Tommy gun in it. Yes, but uh, I do try to keep things fun with my shows. So, like, how fun is this Jesus Christ Superstar? I never saw this one, but does that one end in a fun way? It's a good deal more fun than the Bible, I will say. It ends on a somewhat hopeful note. But uh, but Does he die in your— He does. And does he come back? He's put to death well. We don't see him come back. But in the movie version, in the movie version, the closest you get to an Easter is there is a, a, a sunrise at the very end Ooh. of the film. A, a new day dawns. And so perhaps there is hope for the future. But it's very ambiguous. And it's the gay detective from Boondock Saints that plays Jesus in that? The gay detective from Boondock Saints. That just seemed like a word salad to me. <laughs> it, all right, there's a film, uh, Boondocks. I forget the guy's name. It's like Billum Defoe or something. It's William. It's some bastardized. William Defoe, the yes. actor. Yes, yes, yes. He's, he's the, not in Jesus Christ Superstar. He's not. No, he, he's he's in the Idris Elba school of singing. Don't you know? Oh, he can't sing. Have you him. ever heard William Defoe sing? No, and I you have, never will. I, oh. I I once heard him sing. Was he in The Last Temptation of Christ? And is that what I'm thinking of? Yes. <laughs> okay. He's in the non-musical, the less fun version of Jesus Christ. That's right. This is Jesus Christ not really shining. Precious few songs in The Last Temptation of Christ. Just the one birthday scene. Well, we they have to take a break. Birthday. They sing happy birthday. <laughs> well, we have to take a break. We will return after this message from our high-class sponsor. And so he showed up drunk for the performance, but he won the Tony. Holy shit. Yes. So I never saw Angels in America, but it sounds fucking great. Are we rolling? Yes. Um, Hello, welcome back to Musical Semicolon Theater, discussion of musicals, music, theater, and musical theater. Right, we have time for some questions from Twitter. Let's see here. Um... Uh, Glenosaurus Rex writes, when can we expect O Calcutta to head into previews? Is that something you're working on? I have no connection to O Calcutta whatsoever. Uh, it is a play uh, from the, from the I believe, from the 70s. Uh, and is that famous. why everyone's naked? Yes, that's why it's famous. No one can tell you a single song from it. That's all I know about it. Just And no offense to you, but when you said Starlight, Express, Starlight Express, yes. That's the one I know. That's roller skates. That, yes. In, inline skates, people pretending to be trains. It was it was beautiful. I went you know? to, yeah, I went to high school in like uh, the early, mid-2000s. So we, that was a big thing for us was rollerblades. And I know my school tried to put on Starlight Express. Did they really? They did, yeah, yeah. Oh, and did I sue them? You did. We had yes. to shut it down almost immediately, yeah. Thank but you. I, now, I, those were the theater nerds. I didn't really talk to those guys back then. Now I'm a fucking big, look at me, big one-time director. <laughs> I was always into radio even back then, you know? So you, you love the radio. What is it about the radio that you love so much? It's, you know, it's directly into your mind, you know? Yes. With these people, it's just Howard Stern is talking direct, Baba Bowie's talking, Opie, Jim, John Hine, you know, Tan Mom, all these people are talking directly into your ears. Anthony? Anthony, not so much anymore. Mm. Anthony is, I, I don't subscribe to his, the Anthony Cumia show that he does out of his compound. Do you know that uh, the Phantom of the Opera is here inside your mind? Whoa, <laughs> that's so, not sick. So, not so different after all. <laughs> Madison Mooney, she writes... Which existing property would you like made into a juking box musical? Now, 
So a juking box musical, yes, or a, a jukebox musical yes. is just take some bands discography or uh, songs and turn it into a musical yes, and just shoehorn the songs into Basically, it. a jukebox box musical is you take pre-existing songs, you weave them together via a flimsy through line, um, and the audience has great fun because they can all they sing along. They just sing along because they know them all. You might know it, also know it as children's theater. Oh, sharp. So she's asking what band would you like to, or recording artist would you like to see made into a play? Yes. So for example, like for Cats, that's not, a, that's not, those were songs you wrote for that musical. Yes, that was an adaptation of a pre-existing property. And so Grease is like... Um, that's those songs are written for the movie Grease. For well, but, for for the stage first. Oh, it was a stage and play then, first. Yes. Oh, that's fun. stage. That play makes first. sense. That makes sense. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, because I saw it as a stage play after it was a movie, Certainly. which is complicated. Kind of like Hairspray. You know, I kind of did the whole fucking exactly. back and forth. The producers. The producers, that's another one. Oh, yeah, I love that. Movie, <laughs> movie made into a play, then made into a movie musical. Yes. Love it. Love it. It's mm-hmm. so you didn't get to see it as a movie again, but like more diluted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, less to the point. It's exactly. got an extra couple of fucking songs. Exactly. Good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> Cheeto, you know a bit more about musical theater than you let on. Because they're movies. That's the trick. Oh, I see. Yes, I see. Yes. So she's asking, I, I don't know. I would love. To, I, They've I would love already to, done Billy Joel. They've already done Billy Joel moving out, right? Yes. Um, they did. Did they do a Queen one? Yes, they did do a Queen one because for for it might still be there. I haven't checked lately, but in the theater district of the West End, there was a gigantic. It was called We Will Rock You. Oh, great! There name. was a gigantic golden statue of Freddie Mercury. Oh God, I gotta get my picture taken with that. Ooh, it's a little bit too biblical. It made me nervous that Almighty God was going to accuse us of worshiping false idols. <laughs> That's fair. I never thought of it like that. Thank you, thank you. It's a bit fair. Um, I guess I would choose um the songs of <sighs> Dick Dale and the Deltones. Dick Dale and the Deltones. The King of the Surf Guitar. I see. And so, shot in the dark, you know, I'm just thinking, I was trying to think of old music because not a lot of people want to see new music bullshit. Certainly, certainly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but none of those songs have lyrics. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, that's going to bite you in the ass in the long run. No No vocals. I mean, certainly you could have dancers. Some of them scream, you know, there's some songs like Let's Get Trippin' where in the beginning of it, Dick screams, Let's get trippin'. And then that's the only lyrics for the entire song. It's a bit bit sparse. Yeah, a bit sparse. Okay, so, yeah, maybe I should pick something else. Perhaps um, uh, 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 Bob Dylan. They haven't made a Bob Dylan juking box. Oh, musical. yeah. Yeah, that'd be depressing, but fun. Well, I think he's written many wonderful songs, but I wonder, would they include that period where his voice was strange? He went through that motorcycle accident, and then he had that weird... Like m- the kid from the Goldbergs. Milk bubble yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid from the Goldbergs. I've been watching this new uh, ABC comedy called Goldbergs, and the kid's going through some changes. I see. But they keep getting picked up, so he has to deal with it. <laughs> What changes is he going through? I believe uh, he's going through puberty. He's like, yeah, and his voice is insane. And they wrote it in where all the other characters have to reference how crazy his voice has gotten. What does it sound like? What did it sound like previously? It was very cute previously. He had a little, little boy voice. Little boy voice. And now he has a little crack in it. It's a lot. I dig it, though. If he were to sing, would he sound like this? <laughs> Lip on my big boy's 
I think not only would he sound like that, but that would be the song he would choose to sing. Uh, Angel asks, best Kanye album? Oh, that's a good question. It's a musical question. It's a mu- Oh, right, because we said musical theater and or musical theater. Exactly. So for, um, for me, I got to go with Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Yeah, that's his first one, his, his big solo foray after just being a producer. What is the one that has uh, uh, Gold Digger? The well, only through the, song through the Wire, I, I think, know. is his first. <laughs> through the Wire, not to come across as also a guy who only knows one song, but Through so. the Wire is the song off his first album. I but believe. we do not know the name of the album. <laughs> I do not know the name. Maybe it's like there's like Late for Class and Early Registration and Bursar's Office and Extracurricular Activities. There's like this, four songs. This is starting to sound like <laughs> the School of Rock previews. Oh, right, right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Parent Teacher uh, yeah. Association. Meeting. Uh, the Life of Pablo is pretty dope, and uh, his, uh, his, uh, his album with the song New Slaves on it is, is fire, as the brothers say. I will go with the most recent. Good answer. Let's see. TV rhymes with gravy. Favorite Stephen of musical theater. Well, I know who it isn't. Okay, so now this question I feel like you should field, because I don't know anything... Outside of, you know. Well, I think this person is trying to get under my skin a little bit because, of course, the most famous Stephen of musical theater is Stephen Sondheim. Oh, and is that one of your big rivals? Well, he's... Yes, I mean, he's he's quite popular here. He's revered in the musical theater world. Um, but I but I feel like his... his his musicals, uh, the, the songs, they're all very, there's something very downbeat about them. They're not very, they're not toe tappers. Do you understand? They're not, they're not, everyone sounds like this. Everyone sounds like this. I'm singing a song. I sound like this. Why? I'm a rum tum tigger. I'm a cat. No, it's, it's. That's you though, right? That's, that's sort of. It's a rum tum tugger. <laughs> tigger is from an existing property. Uh, oh, that makes yes. sense. That makes sense. Yes. Anyway, Stephen, cheer up. Uh, I would say Steven Seagal, if he's ever done a musical theater, would Oh, be I say, wouldn't that be something? If, if they did uh, Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, as a musical. Uh, Bogosian would be in, because that guy loves theater. Can't sing. Loves theater, cannot oh, sing. Oh, he's like a Spalding Gray kind shit. of guy. Exactly, exactly. I know way more about theater than I thought you I did. You're you know, you're, 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 you, 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 I feel as if you've misled me earlier. Well, see, the thing is, I know a lot about Bogosian, because I fell in love with him through Law & Order C.I., Criminal intent? Oh, yeah. Love D'Onofrio. <laughs> Big D'Onofrio guy. Anyone who could tilt their head in every scene that they're in, he's yes. got something special. He, he would head tilt. He would lean. And then introduce a fact that has not been spoken about yet in the episode and use that. I couldn't help but notice you're tapping your ring finger on your left hand. Looks like finger's a little lighter than it used to be. Does that mean you used to wear a wedding ring? You used to be married to the victim. I love it. <laughs> Uh, 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 what is this? ASAP Fergalicious. And there's a dollar sign in there somewhere. This so ASAP Fergie, I believe, is a hip-hop artist. <sighs> well, this person's, uh, I think he's impersonating that person. Oh, Jesus. Do you think the Proclaimers were ever hesitant about anything? Interesting. So I've, is that a joke on the name of the band, the Proclaimers? Because you don't hesitate to proclaim something. It's very loose in terms of wordplay, <laughs> right? Or do they mean because they, they're like, would walk 500 miles just to lie down at your door? And, and I know I'm going to be the man. <laughs> Is that I guess, it? Yeah. Uh, technically, any recording artist could be 
called themselves the Proclaimers, right? <laughs> Any band could actually technically be. Well, pro- they we could say they could say that they are some Proclaimers, right? They can't say the they can't capitalize Proclaimers, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and they shouldn't. They mustn't do it. You can't. There's only one Benny and June soundtrack for me. The Proclaimers would sue them faster than I would sue a middle school in America. What, oh, that's funny. What action movie would you choose to be turned into a musical Broadway show? Well, we've covered that with we've Under Siege Territory. Uh, that'd be uh, fantastic. Two, Dark Territory. Tango and Cash would be a delight. Tango it's a good and oddball, Cash. Uh, good odd now, couple story. If there, if there's not, if there's not a tango number in there uh, to, th- to the sounds of a Johnny Cash type song, we're oh. doing something wrong. I didn't even think of that. We got a fucking dance style in the title, a recording artist name in the title. Yes. We got him. Exactly. We got him. We got him. There we go. Sorry. We're pushing Under, Under Siege 2 to the back burner. We'll do that spring 17. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's get a good one. Let's get a good one. Uh, a lot of people asking variations on the same question. Uh Someone says, Andrew Cowden, I want to know when to be sad. Oh, that's a good question. That's I, I usually am sad post-climax, uh, immediately post-climax. Did that happen in the shower when you hit that magical button? I hit that magic button. Uh, I squeegeed the wall down, and then I just got sad. Did you Did you tell your mother this happened when you were using her loofah? I did not. It's a weird subject to broach. Yeah, if she is. would have asked me, "Hey, how was the shower? Did you climax by accidentally hitting like a male G spot?" I'd bring. I would say. I would respond. But she didn't. You know. Charlie Swanson asks, "What's the best decade for musical theater?" Well, certainly. Good question. The eighties, the nineteen eighties, because Cats was still running on Broadway, but. Starlight Express was also in the This is a little myopic of you to say that the eight, but I, what, I agree with you. Mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because you, the two examples you used were two of your own musicals. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, I, I suppose because this There's is a lot my of great business. Shit in the 80s. Certainly, this is my business. And of course, I see it through that lens, through a personal lens. And so for me personally, where I'm from, the 1980s were the best decade for musical theater. Scott, oh, Carl, what, yes, I please. I was going to say, I fucking love the 80s. Great music, great movies, great decade for fucking. Da, da, da. That's from the 80s, isn't it? Right, but the commercial's from the 90s. That's what's confusing. Exactly. That's what's confusing. That's one of the many confusing parts. Carl Savage asks, ska music, not a good genre of music, or is it like any other genre of music, taking the good with the bad? Wow. That's oddly open-minded to him, but... Unfortunately, the answer is the ska music is hot garbage. It's terrible. It's brutal. It's terrible music. If you want horns, listen to fucking jazz or listen to fucking big band. Exactly. If you want guitar, listen to rock and roll. But never had to knock on wood. Is that the number one example of ska music? That comes to my mind is Mighty Mighty Boston's <laughs> Never from, and they, I only know the song because it's in the movie Clueless. Never so, had to knock on wood. But I know someone who shan. Voodoo glow skulls. All those stupid fucking bands. <laughs> what about the little hats? You don't like the little hats? See, that's the other thing. It's like, just go, you know, everyone wants, hey, let's dress up like it's the 1940s. Hey, you know, the 1940s sucked for a lot of people. Well, the, 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 the trousers and uh, see a, a lot of blacks and Jews doing uh, ska music is what I'm saying. Not in America, uh, but uh, did you ever see? Did you ever see the show The Young Ones? 
Uh, yeah, uh, so the British show. I think there was more scar on that program than you'd be comfortable with. Let me, let's see. The, oh, American Theatre Wing. This is a verified account, Gino. What? Dedicated to preserving the past, celebrating the present, and fostering the future of American theatre nationwide. <laughs> this is very exciting. <laughs> they ask, what is the play that changed your life? Oh, that's really interesting. Shall I go first so that you can go? I feel like I have to give an earnest answer to this question because it's from a verified... Uh, do you want to go first? You want I, to go? I would like to go first. Yeah, you should go. The play that changed my life was a pantomime. When I was a little child, I saw a pantomime, which is, which is a... Panto is a, 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 a theater form in England that's for children. And it's a very specific sort of theater form. And it's very silly and fun. And everyone's having a wonderful time. And it's very broad and so forth and so forth. And I saw a panto that was all about the death of Benjamin Disraeli. Well, I want to tell you. What a fun time it was. Who was That's Benjamin Israeli? Benjamin Israeli. He was the prime minister of the United Kingdom. And, uh, oh, what a wonderful show that was. It was about, his, it was a children's play about the death of a prime minister of the UK? Yes. It was, it was his death in real time. Oh, jeez. What did he die from? Wonderful. What didn't he die from? Because if it's real time, because it's why? a slow play out of cancer, that's kind of an interesting play for children. But if it's a assassination played out in real time, that's also interesting. What did he die from? Well, a number of things. He he had an election that he did not win, and then he had a gout, uh, a number of other uh, terrible uh, conditions. The soft cheese and seafood uh, disease. Yes, well, it was a different time, wasn't it? He had asthma, he had gout, and then uh, he fell ill with bronchitis, and that was to be the thing that finally killed him. Sounds like it makes a good play, though. It was it was so much fun. It was so much fun to see all those people in their Gulliver costumes campering about and, uh, around the deathbed of Disraeli. It was wonderful, wonderful. And so I, I was see, bit by the theater bug. I can see how that would get you inspired. Yeah. Now, Gino, the play that changed your life. I saw uh, what I thought. So at the time it inspired my life, I thought I saw a street theater version of the Lieutenant of Inishmore. You thought you saw this. Right. But what I had seen was a shootout outside of a CVS. Oh, I see. And I thought it was a McDonough play, and I got really excited. And then after the fact, I learned when the cops showed up and checked the pulse and said, no, these guys are really dead. Mm. And I just assumed because they were Irish and firing guns at each other that it was a McDonough play. Is that why? Is that part of your allegiance to Dwayne Reed? Yeah, I, I'll never go back to a CVS. I don't care how many extra care points I have. I'm a fucking DR rewards guy to the death. Oh, here we go. What's your favorite note? Doug Christofel wants to know, what's your favorite note? C, a sharp? Do Ooh, you have a favorite musical note? I That is literally, I mean, one of a million things that I know nothing about, but I don't know understand musical notes at all. Which is why I found it interesting that you let me direct the play, but I was like- I'm an interesting fellow. I, I agree. Just based on your cape. That's an interesting- <laughs> that's, a, that's a great affectation. Trimmed in ermine. Um, now, you've heard of- uh, there's, there's various musical notes, of course. You've heard of things like the brown note, which is supposed to be a note that uh, forces uh, one to release control of their bowels. I can't believe you brought that. That's literally the, note that I, the only note I know about. There is also a note that no one ever talks about, which is the white note. Now, the white note is a note of such a frequency that you peer into the future and you see what your children will die from. 
Holy shit. It's terrible. Oh, that's terrifying. It's terrible, yes. Oh, man. I, uh, that's even scarier than knowing what you would die from. It was in an, uh, it's, it's terribly depressing, and I wish I hadn't mentioned it. <laughs> oh. How do you know when you're here in the white note? Is there anything that happens beforehand, or you're just like, all of a sudden, you're like, hey. No, no, it's just, yeah. Who are these two little skinny kids? Oh, exactly. They must be my kids. Well, everything goes white, and this is what you see. Oh, man. Yes. But no, and when you come back to, no poop in your pants. Well, not, not that wasn't already there. Oh, right. Yes. Fair enough. So technically, if you get so scared from witnessing the death of your two unborn children and you shit yourself, that note did double duty. Pun not intended there. Duty with a T. No pun taken. Um, let's see. People making jokes. So no one's call- how come no one's calling in from their cars to answer into this radio show? That's I don't my- think we've given out the phone number, and also it's not a radio show. Okay. Yes. So- People it's, are texting you while they drive? It's How, a podding cast. This is Twitter. This is Twitter. They may be doing it while they drive. Oh, that's fucked up. They, they shouldn't do it. Uh, they better at least use speech to text. Um, uh, who would win a battle between war horse puppets and Lion King puppets? I say that's a cracking good one. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Now, those are two things I know about because they're movies. There we are. Yeah. So, what do you say? Do you think, so we're saying, can a horse beat a bunch of lions and hyenas? Why don't you answer that question and I will answer the puppet question. Oh, good call. So my answer- I don't know a terrible lot about puppets, but I'll do my best. Fair enough. I think that um, a bunch of lions, hyenas, a meerkat, a uh, wild boar, and a baboon named Rafiki, I think, and- uh, a parrot named Iago, or is that Aladdin? That's from Aladdin. Okay, I so and then a Native American woman named Mulan, and a- she's not Native American. Mulan was Chinese, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. And so then a big blue uh, Robin Williams type guy, a genie. Yes, a genie. Good call, <laughs> Robin Williams type guy. All them versus a fucking horse puppet. Now is this one well, out? This is unfair because <laughs> the the question I'm answering is. The war horse puppets versus the Lion King puppets. You're answering the animals. A, a horse versus the Lion King. Okay, so Simba v or Mufasa, depending on what part of the movie exactly, we started at. Exactly. I would say a lion's going to beat a, a war horse. I would. Agree and is with this that. the war horse is the one that fucked Daniel Radcliffe? That's Equus, yeah. That's Equus. <laughs> oh, okay. You do know a lot about the theater. <laughs> well, I know a lot about. You know, Harry. you know a lot about the periphery of the theater. I've never seen a live theater performance at all, <clears> with <throat> the exception of the first eight minutes of the school rock presentation I put on. First eight minutes. I, I didn't even make it to the first period. It was so I boring. I can't believe. I can't believe I had everyone. I tried to tell you this. I tried to tell you it would be boring. I thought attendance would be a cool way to learn all the characters' names. I'm still proud of that song. I do. I do maintain that it was a very good song. You. Oh, uh, present absent. Sorry, I was late. <laughs> In parentheses, sorry, I was late. Yes. It was attendance brackets <laughs> present comma absent close brackets parentheses. Sorry I was late. Close parentheses. A real PEMDAS situation there as to what order you're supposed to read it in. Indeed. <laughs> um, we have time. For, that was Jimmy Stamp was the one who asked that. Oh, thank question. God we oh, shouted out Mr. So, Stamp. L- let me oh, say. What's your proper question? I feel answer. as if the, 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 the Lion King puppets would win in, in a battle with the War Horse puppets because they're much more... Um, uh, they've got the higher, the higher. The Tamors. Because people are, they're, they're holding the, the, the pieces, the Tamors, yes. Chino. 
You really have picked up quite a lot. Because she did Spider-Man. <laughs> turn off the dark. How do, you, how do you do that? That means turn on the light, right? Yes, well, you know, the title was inspired by one of Bono's children. That's oh. all you need to know. Uh, that's sold. Finally, someone took the Spider-Man property and put it through an Irish child's brain. <laughs> I'm assuming this kid's Irish too, but who fucking knows? Right, let's see. Is there one final good question? Oh, this I like this. This comes from Trash Panda Boy Kiss. Oh, I like this, he says. Trash what Panda song, Boy Kiss. What song do you want played at your funeral? What song do you wish you were born to? And is D major really the saddest key? Oh, wow. Those are three good questions. Three-part question. Okay, what song do you want to play at your funeral? What song? I mean, I get, let's try to guess each other's song. Okay. For you, I would guess... Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Oh, you fucking know me too well. I was going to, it's either that or Bottle lights go out on Broadway. Those are, oh, the two, those are the two that I That's more of a funereal song. But so hold on, here's the thing. That was my guess for you. <laughs> Is that the lights go out on Broadway. That's not a bad suggestion. Because I only really know Billy's discography. And for you, your Broadway, lights out, turn on the dark. Certainly. Certainly. A good guess, a very good guess, and not a bad suggestion, but I'm afraid it would have to be Starlight Express. Ooh. Starlight Express, answer me yes, are you real, yes or no? I don't want to be presumptuous here and say I'm going to get the invite, but if I go to your funeral, should I wear blades? Gino, of course you are invited to my funeral. Of course you are. And... If you wore rollerblades to the service. Well, first of all, I'm presuming it will take place in St. Paul's. And they don't allow hats in there, so I'm not sure if their rollerblade policy would be any less uh, stringent. I can wear uh, those heelys, those little shoes. <laughs> That's the way around it. If you can, disable the light-up function. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Out I of, shut those off anyway. Out of respect. <laughs> out of respect. Um, and so, uh, well, I don't know what song I would want to play while I was born, but the song that was playing while I was born was Down Easter Alexa, because I was born on a fluke fishing boat called the Lazy Bones Is that off of so? Montauk. Yes, called the Lazy Bones. My parents, uh, my my, it, I was born close to my mom's birthday, so it was my mom's birthday weekend. My dad took her out for a fluke fishing charter boat. He sort of was the kind of guy that got gifts that he wanted as for the you know for my for my mom. Mm. So they were out there on the Lazy Bones. My dad caught a 22-inch doormat. This fucking thing was huge. Ended up being second place, got 60 bucks. But I was also born. They were blasting Stormfront because there was a storm rolling in. They thought they, they enjoyed the ironing. Mm. So down, I came out uh, right at this part in Down Easter Alexa. Ay, ay, yo! And then sploosh, placenta, big old baby. <laughs> Now you were very fat as a baby. I was a huge baby. Was, you're very, you're very slim now. So yeah, it's a thing. You know, I just, I guess, I was born at ten pounds even. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, my mom won third place on the charter boat because my dad brought home the second biggest fish, but the third biggest animal that wasn't on the boat when it went out was me. I see. So my mom, my mom took home forty dollars cash in addition to a newborn baby boy. That's what a wonderful day for your mother. Yeah, they cut. Uh, they use a fishing knife uh, to cut my umbilical cord. I still have that knife and the cord. Well, not many of us can say that. Yeah, not many of us can say either one, much less both. I, of course, was born to God save the queen. <laughs> well, I'm afraid 
that's all the time we have for this uh, piloted uh, episode of I feel like musical semicolon theater. More of these, probably. I mean, who knows? Who the sky's the limit, Gino. That's what you got to do. You got to aim aim for the stars, end up amongst the moons. Ah, as Robin Leach so aptly closed every episode of uh, Lifestyles. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I almost said <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. But that's a different program and a tale for another time. Gino Lombardo, thank you so much for being hey, with me. Hey, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, thank you. And thank you for letting me touch your hat. Of course. You rub it for good luck. It's like the stump at the Apollo. Hey, thank you. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening. Please do support your local musical theatre, wherever it may be. And do make a trip to Broadway or London's West End. Make it your bucket list destination. This is Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber saying goodbye. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Dale, y'all! This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents! We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que nos está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Oh, donde sea. Spanish Aki Presents. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.